It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And of course, you can catch me on Locked On today. The must have stories and biggest debates in sports all in under 20 minutes. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today on the show, absolutely loaded because... The Packers are moving on from Mike Patton. The Lions traded Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff and our first mock draft Monday of the off season. Let's start, of course, with Mike Patton. Before we found out, before the reporting around Mike Patton came out, we found out late last week that the Packers did not have to fire Mike Patton, his contract was up. A decision he reportedly made last year after the NFC Championship game. Usually, coaches are on two-year deals, and after the first year of the deal, either you negotiate a second year, you work on an extension. So you're never on a lame duck season. And whether it was because Mike Patton knew that you know, he needed to prove it. Maybe that was his way of saying, all right, hey, hey, Coach LaFleur, uh, let's let's leave it. Let me prove it. And then we can figure this out next offseason. Well, that next offseason is now. And we knew that this could this could happen. Now, what we also found out from reporting from Tom Silverstein was that that call at the end of the first half was actually Matt LaFleur's call. He wanted to play man coverage. Now, of course, the Packers did not move on from Mike Patton. And I have to be careful not to say fire because they didn't fire him. They're letting his contract lapse. He is leaving. Um, They're allowing him to leave. Uh, But apparently, according to this report, uh, the Packers had some miscommunication. LaFleur wanted a man call because they thought the Bucs still had a timeout. So they wanted a man coverage call And Mike Patton called a cover one single high safety call. LaFleur wanted two man, which would have had two deep safeties and would have had at least more help for Kevin King on Scotty Miller. Silverstein framed it as, well, this this call is on LaFleur. I don't want to get bogged down in the weeds here on this, but 
No. And and it speaks to why LaFleur ultimately made the decision that he did. In a situation like that, fourth down, end of the half, the only thing that can hurt you is that deep shot. So if the head coach says man, even if all you hear is man, the call can't be cover one. It can't be single high and and manned up around, even if you're playing robber, which is what Darnell Savage has done so well. That is not the most advantageous situation you can be in. And Adrian Amos went on uh, Darius Butler's podcast and said, you know, in another circumstance, he would have called timeout. He would have wanted to call timeout like a quarterback. You're in a play. You, you don't really know why you want to be. He said, I, I wish I would have called the timeout and said, are you sure this is what you want to do? That's how weird the call was, okay? So even if LaFleur said, play man, the call can't be single high safety. It just can't be. And I think those are the moments that that make Coach LaFleur say, this just has to be something else now. And, you know, in that reporting, um, you know, LaFleur said, there was some conversation about, you know, where LaFleur was at the end of last year. And he felt like, look, Mike Patton is a smart coach. Um, they, they had some philosophical differences, but the players seemed to respond to him and he was a good communicator. And so Matt gave him another chance. I think a reasonable decision. This is not a Dom Caper situation where LaFleur is is keeping Mike Patton on well beyond his usefulness. The Packers with Mike McCarthy held on way too long with Dom Capers. I thought it was reasonable. And in fact, I advocated to keep Mike Patton beyond Mike McCarthy. I thought, look, there are these players, the young players especially, who I thought were really talented. Josh Jackson and Jair Alexander, I thought, had really bright futures. It turns out only one of those things has come to fruition. We don't know what Josh Jackson is, but even with the struggles of someone like Kevin King, the the defensive coaches didn't trust him to be out there. So that's problematic. I wanted to see what the continuity could be there. I thought I liked the blitzing. I liked the aggressiveness. And I thought just, you know, some better players would really help. And guess what? They went out and got those players. Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Adrian Amos. They draft Darnell Savage. They add depth with uh, Rashawn Gary and Kingsley Kiki. And the linebacker position is the, what the linebacker position is. But Chris Barnes was fine last year. And Kamel Martin, I, I think, has a future as, a, as an NFL linebacker. This team had enough talent. They didn't have enough production. And yes, the second half, they played a lot better. But there are still these high leverage mistakes. And that just can't happen anymore. We do have some idea of at least the early uh, candidates here. Uh, Green Bay, according to ESPN's Rob Domoski, he reported late Sunday night that the Packers have or will interview uh, three candidates, at least at first. Uh, Joe Barry, the Chargers defensive passing game coordinator. Uh, Chris Harris, who is the Washington DB coach. And Hiro Evero. I think that's how you say his name. Um, if that's not how you say his name, I apologize to Evero. 
Uh, I will, if the, he becomes the DC, I will certainly learn how to say it. Um, it is, a, this is what Rob's tweet said. Those aren't the only candidates, but it's a starting point for coach LaFleur. Barry was on the Rams staff when LaFleur was there. He was a holdover from Wade Phillips staff and, and maintained, uh, with Brandon Staley was a, a linebackers coach, assistant head coach in 2020. Uh, so, you know, he was he was there when you're talking about guys like Corey Littleton really broke out. And and look what Littleton did uh, with with the Raiders. Not much. Right. Not much. So that could that could be potentially interesting and, and a mix of schemes was there for Brendan Staley, but was also there for Wade Phillips, something that could potentially interest LaFleur and someone that LaFleur knows the Chris Harris name is an interesting one and one Packer fans might recognize because Chris Harris you may recall was a Chicago Bear um he was also played in Carolina played in Detroit so was someone that certainly um played against Green Bay a fair share in his career he's he's kind of been all over the place uh he was a defensive backs coach for the Chargers um he was the defensive backs coach last year for Washington was the defensive the assistant defensive backs coach and for the for the Chargers. So, you know, Casey Hayward, Derwin James, those guys was in Chicago in 2013, 2014. And before that was playing. This would be a pretty fast rise for someone like Harris, who goes from player to coach, you know, in, in just a handful of years. He's only been coaching for about six years, but someone who clearly caught Matt LaFleur's eye. And then Evero is also someone that Matt LaFleur knows from his Rams days. Um, he's he's coming into 2020 was his fourth season with the Rams coaching safeties. Uh, and, and he has had, I mean, if you just look at the production from the safeties, the development of Taylor Rapp, uh, Eric Weddle immediately comes into that situation and thrives. They've got John Johnson III, who has been awesome. Their communication at safety, their discipline at safety, is something that I, I think is probably going to be appealing. It is worth noting that Evero was on the Green Bay Packers staff in 2016. He worked under Dom Capers. Before that, he worked with the 49ers with Vic Fangio. He has an extremely varied background in terms of where he's coached, and the kind of schemes that he is coached in. When you're talking about positional coaches, guys like Jerry Gray, you love to see that because it means that they are adaptive. It means that they are good communicators. And I think that is a sneaky name to watch in all of this. But the reality is we just don't know. We just don't know. These are the three names we know. There are going to be more names to come out. And I think we have to be patient. No, we haven't heard if they've called Paul Christ about Jim Leonard. No, we don't know if they have called Wade Phillips or any of these other guys yet. We just we just don't know. And I do think it's telling, though, what names aren't on this list. Wade Phillips, not on this list. Marvin Lewis, not on this list. Mike Smith, not on this list. No retreads. This seems to be what everyone is doing right now. Take head coaches who have failed and stick them in at defensive coordinator. The Cowboys just did it. Dan Quinn. Teams love to do this. And it doesn't seem to be a great way to push defense forward. It's one of the reasons why we've seen defense stagnate a little bit. 
Offenses are so far ahead of everyone. Well, none of these names, with the exception really of Joe Barry, who has in brief stints been defensive coordinator, these are still not proven known commodities. These are guys who would have to come in and earn it to prove it. That doesn't mean they'd be good. But I do like the idea that Matt LaFleur trusts his own instincts enough and to think outside the box a little bit. I think it's worth saying that we don't have those big names on here because that speaks to an assuredness of process in Green Bay. They've done a really good job hiring coaches. You know, guys like you replace James Campen with Adam Senevich, a move that I thought was a mistake. And it's turned out to be the right call. If you want to have someone come in and push your team forward, it's really hard to do that looking back. It's also worth noting that Evero was written up in Peter King's article earlier this week about the Rooney rule and the problems with minority coaches. And he was one of the names King listed as a rising star among African-American candidates. Guys who should be in line for more opportunities. He's not one of those sexy names that's out there a lot, but apparently, according to King, at least in league circles, this is a guy who commands some respect. Even though Wade Phillips isn't on this list and a lot of Packer fans want Wade Phillips, he could still get an interview. But I think the idea that these are the first three guys that that we know about, probably the first three guys that they called, means they don't want to go the retread route. And in a vacuum, I think that's a good idea. No two people are alike and no two tax returns are alike either. Thankfully, TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you. Learn about your unique tax situation and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you got married this year and have some questions about how that affects your filing status. Maybe you want an expert to review your return so you don't miss any deductions on the new house you just bought. Or maybe you want to hand the whole thing off from start to finish so you can focus on your burgeoning baby photographer career. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let an expert file for you, TurboTax Live experts give you the confidence to know that your unique to you taxes are done right. Into it, TurboTax Live. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21 grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's Killer Bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason. It tastes so stinking good. Dave's Killer Bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-GMO ingredients and is power packed with whole grains, fiber, and protein. Visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for Dave's Killer Bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store. We're covering everything you need to know about the Packers, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by me, and it's all the sports you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. So the NFC North looks very different today than it did the last time we talked. Matthew Stafford is now an L.A. Ram. 
Jared Goff is now a Detroit Lion. And the Lions now possess two first-round picks and a third-round pick from the Rams for their troubles. And this is really a, a, a two-part deal. And I, you know, it depends on how you want to break it down. Oh, the Lions got a first and a third for Matthew Stafford and a first to, to dump salary to get Goff. You could say, oh, they got two firsts for Stafford and the third for Goff. Doesn't matter. The extra picks, the fact that this was a considerably bigger haul than we thought this would be is, to the Lions' credit, Goff is much less expensive than he would have been for the Rams. In fact, the Rams and and uh, Matthew Stafford is going to cost about the same on the cap this year as Jared Goff, even though Jared Goff will be playing in Detroit. The Lions are worse. The Lions are worse. Jared Goff is not as good as Matthew Stafford. I don't know how much better the Rams are either. He's got to learn a new offense. And while, you know, he has played in some systems that, you know, have have some overlap, it's not Sean McVay. And Sean McVay has never had another quarterback. He has never had anyone come into the year as the starter except Jared Goff. Why would we expect that to work right away? It didn't work for Aaron Rodgers right away. And by the way, Aaron Rodgers, a lot better. Now, I think the Rams' ceiling is certainly higher. But I talked to Sosa Kremenges for Locked On today, and I asked him, I said, with Matthew Stafford, would the Rams have gone into Green Bay and won the playoff game? He said no. He said no. He picked the Rams to win that game with Jared Goff. And he said he didn't think Matthew Stafford would have made the difference. Now, the Packers do play the Rams this year. They have the NFC West. But now they get Jared Goff twice. And so the team that has played the Packers the toughest, really, in the Matt LaFleur era in the NFC North, they're worse. How much worse, we'll see. Now, they do get the picks. Those are future picks. And... They're rebuilding. We know that. They've said it. Dan Campbell will bite your kneecap. This is good for the Packers. I mean, it is. The Bears don't know what their quarterback situation is. Apparently, they've called on Deshaun Watson. I just don't see how if your ownership and Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are hanging by a thread, you authorize whatever the four first-round picks that it's going to take. Because let's make no mistake here. If Matthew Stafford is going for two firsts and a third, even with the salary dump of Jared Goff, Deshaun Watson is like four firsts, a player, and stuff. You know, John McClain at the Houston Chronicle said, you know, two firsts, two seconds, two defensive starters. That's what Houston wants. And by the way, Houston doesn't want to trade him. So the Bears, no idea what the quarterback situation is going to be. They got to figure out what Allen Robinson is doing doesn't sound like a guy who really wants to be back, but they could tag him. It makes it really difficult if now all of a sudden you have to allocate all these resources to Watson. I that's just I don't I don't even know why we're talking about that. That's not going to happen. The Bears are not going to be materially better if better at all. The Vikings they got some young players who could take a year to leap. We don't. Daniel Hunter's coming back. 
Kirk Cousins is still the quarterback. Kirk Cousins is still the quarterback. And now the Lions. The Lions were bad last year. They're going to be bad this year. Jared Goff is not going to make them better. And they're they're losing Kenny Galladay. And the Vikings are in they're in a, a, a cap fraught situation. So are the Bears. And I know the Packers are too. But the Packers were really good last year. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's the difference. The Bears and the Vikings have bad cap situations. And they're trying to add talent to reach the level of teams like Green Bay, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. That's a bad situation to be in. Now, also in that report, this from the LA Times, that the Rams called the Packers and asked about Aaron Rodgers, knowing that the Texans were going to ask too much for Deshaun Watson. According to Sam Farmer, Green Bay was adamant they are not trading Aaron Rodgers. <sighs> okay. Okay. I want everyone to understand something. When you hear reports or you read reports or you see whatever, where however you consume them about, oh, this Coach X is sure that the relationship with Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers is, it is irreconcilable. They're sleeping in different beds. Understand that that information may not be reliable, okay? Number one, everyone wants Aaron Rodgers. The Rams want Aaron Rodgers. The 49ers have reportedly called the Packers about Aaron Rodgers. It benefits all those teams to leak. Oh, yeah, we think Rodgers is gettable. We think Rodgers is pissed. We think that is that is quietly you know, beyond repair there. Cool. Cool, guys. Isn't it interesting that you only hear those reports from outside the building? And and by the way, people in the NFL, when they talk to the to the media, God, they love to say stuff. They just sometimes I'm convinced they just say things. I'm convinced they just say things. I had a media friend who was telling me about a conversation he had uh, with someone in the league who told him. He would bet his son's college tuition that Matthew Stafford was going to be a 49er. I sure hope he didn't do that. Now, was that guy just talking out of his ass? Did he have info? Guess what? He's not in that building. The NFL is, in a way, just like any office. There's office gossip. There are people who talk about other employees And as you probably experience in your own life, a lot of those people are full of it. Or a lot of those people do not actually know what's going on. They just like to speculate. They just like to feel important. They just like to talk. And that's what a lot of this is. And it benefits any team that wants to trade for Aaron Rodgers to leak it to their their preferred media member about this thing. And I will add that it's really just two people and it's two people who do not have sterling reputations in the business or among fans. And there's a reason for that. And I'm not, I'm not going to call anybody out. I'm not going to name any names. I'm sure, you know, at least one of the people I'm talking about, I just want you to understand 
how this works because it benefits those teams. If you're the 49ers, you want you want to call everybody and say, hey, you know, it's really bad in Green Bay. Everyone knows it. It's the worst kept secret in sports. Everyone knows it. Rodgers is out. Doesn't want to be there. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder why they would say that. I wonder. I wonder why. No, I don't wonder. I know exactly why, and so do you. This is not hard. The Packers were adamant they were not trading Aaron Rodgers. Adamant. You know who likes to see that? 12. Because he has said over and over he wants to retire as a Green Bay Packer. So why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Number one, because drama. Drama sells. Clicks. All that stuff. But number two, it is beneficial to these other teams to try and sow discord. And to try and create these storylines. And look, Aaron Rodgers is really good. He's really good. And the 49ers would be a lot better if they had him. And the Rams would be a lot better if they had him. And they would much rather have Aaron Rodgers than Matthew Stafford. And the 49ers would much rather have Aaron Rodgers than Jimmy Garoppolo. So, you know, they can say all they want publicly. Oh, no, Jimmy's our guy. Jimmy's our guy. Okay, well, then why did you call Green Bay? Because Rodgers is better. Because Rodgers is better. Better than your guy. So why not start a little drama? See if you can't stir something up. All right, before we finish up, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It is a favorite in my house. My wife loves it. I love it. It is so easy to just grab one. You're feeling like you need a little sweet treat. Don't grab the cookie. Don't grab the brownie. Why did you make them? Why did you waste the time? You could just order some Built Bars and get some absolutely delicious treats that are not going to blow up your diet. These are all covered in 100% chocolate, and yet with flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, salted caramel, German chocolate, peanut butter, peanut butter brownie, we're talking about low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber bars. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Bet online. The Super Bowl is the best for betting. All the props, a million, just about every second of the Super Bowl, you can bet on something. And Bet Online has you covered with all of it. And right now, you sign up today for a free account and use the promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And when you do, use the promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, our first mock draft Monday. Our very first mock draft Monday, one of many. I will admit, I have not gotten deep into draft prep. I have not yet started watching any of the prospects in earnest. I have been following and watching along what's going on at the Senior Bowl. We actually got to digitally cover that. So practice film and all that stuff made available to us. So in a way that you wouldn't in a normal year, you know, I I got to be there basically in terms of being able to watch these guys um, my my early draft crush on Demetric Felton is very real. And I we will tweet out my mock draft 
that I did uh, later today from from the Locked On Packers account. He was on it. I can tell you that for sure. He was on it. So over at the the Draft Network, their their Monday mock today had the Packers taking Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons. Now Parsons is embroiled in a, a hazing scandal right now. Some of the details are bizarre and potentially ugly if some of these allegations are true. Um, we we will need to wait on the facts there. There is some concern. And the only reason he would be available to Green Bay at 29 is because of this. And so maybe that just is unreasonable to project him at that spot. But he's a top 10 talent. And although Green Bay does not value the linebacker position, again, we don't know what the situation is with the defense. Um, then, you know, th- that that makes this harder to look forward to it. Um, when I did my mock, I had Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle from Alabama in there. I, I think offensive tackle is likely to be addressed at some point in the top 100. Uh, wasn't able to get a corner in this mock, um, but... It still, I think, has a lot of things that, that Packer fans are going to like. Trayvon Morig from TCU, who's a safety. I think he could be a potential first-round talent. Um, Shai Smith in the fourth round. Someone will do it all kind of uh, returner, gadget-type player. Uh, and and on day three, I'm just throwing darts, really. So just got to try and figure some of that out. So I really like this mock. Um, it will look nothing like what happens in the actual draft just because we're so far out on all of that and, and there's still so much to figure out. But it is fun to do. Send me your mocks. Um, hashtag the mock draft Monday and uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter. Send, send them to me there at Locked on Packers on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.